0: Happy Friday, theatre lovers. This week's guest is the bubbly Taylor Hartwick. We talk about her dream roles and how singing comes naturally to her, but also about how that bubbly personality is really only half of who she is. About halfway through the interview, we lost the internet, so if you hear an odd transition and maybe a little awkwardness, don't get too alarmed. Anyway, on with the show. Anywho. <laughs> who. Welcome, Taylor Hartwick, to Sarnia Famous. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm to be here. I'm glad. This is going to be yes. fun. This is going to be fun. So uh, we we haven't actually... I uh, usually like to start off the show by saying how I've worked with the person, but we, we've... I don't even... Have we even met, like, in
1: real life before? I don't, I don't think so. It's funny. Like, you pop on the screen, I'm like, so that's what she looks like. <laughs> because I've been listening to your podcast I'm like I don't know if I've ever met her before like even seen her in passing Though so I don't think so but
0: yeah and I like I've seen you on stage obviously you've been in like a million things so um but yeah that just occurred to me right now I was like wait a minute uh, maybe I should so hi I'm Dallas nice to meet wow. you welcome Taylor. to the show <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's something, um, that normally we would maybe chat about, but since we've not been on a show together, we'll just, we'll just dive right in. So this was something that I wrote down because I personally wanted to know, but every, every show that I've seen you in, be it a cabaret or, um, you know, even girls like us, like a, a very serious show, you always have such a vibrant spunkiness about you. I just wondered if... If that's you at home, too, or if that's kind of a theater persona.
1: It's funny. I thought it long and hard about, you know, this interview, and I'm like, okay, what kind of person am I going to be? Am I going to be that exact person that people see and that people know? Or am I going to be, you know, like the professional where the the voice gets a little bit lower? Or am I going to be like super high energy, really kind of hyper, and just not stop talking? I thought long and hard, and it wasn't going to be until we started that I was going to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I go back and forth. I love to, I like to stay home with my cat and watch nothing but Survivor for <laughs> hours at end. And then there's times where I am itching to get outside and, you know, go go to practice. I've been itching for it lately. And, you know, we've been going out after rehearsals and I've been just thriving off of it. So I'm, I'm both of those people. I'm one or the other. There's no in between. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it seems to be that that way with a lot of theater people, that they have a a persona that they cultivate for the stage, because it does Mm -hmm. require a lot of you. It requires a lot of energy. And I just want to say, for the record, that isn't my cat, for once, in the background. That is your kitty, yeah? Yes. It makes me so happy, (laughs) because it's funny, when I'm editing these episodes, I will hear my own cats and be like, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Mommy? What are you And then I'll be like, oh, it's actually the recording. It's yeah, not my is it, cat. Is it really loud? No, not at all. It makes my no, heart okay. really happy. Please I don't get worry. Some, I can
1: get some treats and like occupy them.
0: Please don't worry like, about okay. it at all. Do okay. not He's me. like,
1: okay, where's dad? It's like after five o'clock, where's dad? <laughs> 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 no, it
0: makes my heart really happy. I, I love when other people's pets come in because it is just part of me that mine. Are, yeah. They're usually here. Like, uh, <laughs> their dad must be occupying them. And that's the only reason why mama getting yeah. some peace. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's interesting. And I I have to say, I'm super flattered that you were thinking about that. And, you know, worrying <laughs> about who you were going to be on the show.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny because, like, I've been listening to the podcast of yours. And, like, I've listened to quite a few episodes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was just so excited to be here. But I was like, you know, I just, I, I didn't know how it was going to, how I was going to be because I have like, you know, everybody has their, um, like customer service voice, (laughs) which I work in like two jobs like that and I need to have that voice. But then I go out to the theater and I'm like higher pitched than normal. People can only like, they can tell who I am by my voice. They don't need to be looking and it's just up there. It's really high (laughs) and talk really fast.
0: But yeah. Uh, Did I hear you say just now that you are, you're in something, you're going to
1: rehearsals? Yes, I'm in Something Rotten. Oh, awesome. I play, yes, I play the part of Portia. Okay. And I'm so, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. We had our very first full cast music rehearsal on Tuesday, and we had been doing it in chunks just because of COVID protocol. So it was like the sopranos were by themselves. The altos were by themselves. So the women weren't even together until... Tuesday and then we brought in the men and I was just glowing under my mask I was just absolutely beaming so excited it sounds so good our cast is I I don't think we could find a better cast like it is it's casted perfectly it's gonna be a great show
0: (laughs) oh awesome I'm I'm a little jealous so then everybody is together on stage now
1: did I hear that correctly?
0: You're we're in the together?
1: we're in the rehearsal halls. Yeah. In, wow. in the studio. That must so, feel kind of surreal. It does. It's like, OK, we're also wearing our masks. But, you know, we're like, OK, try to space out. But we're all just so excited to be there that we're like, nah, it's fine. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> like want to cuddle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Exactly. Awesome.
0: Awesome. So wearing your <laughs> masks and, and are there any other protocols that you're, you're you guys are worrying about? Like, are they taking temperatures or anything like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's all of the protocols still in place. We're doing temperatures, we're doing screening forms before we exit, enter the building. And, you know, now that we have X amount of people allowed in the building, we're not worrying about, you know, okay, you need to leave because this person's coming to rehearsal. They were pretty strict about that, but now it's all it's all good.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's exciting. That's progress. So, h- how else is everything going? Like, everybody's excited, you're, you're rehearsing. Do you feel like you have to get your sea legs
1: back? Has it been, it's been a minute, right? It, it has been, it's been a hot minute. I think it's like riding a bike though. <laughs> it's, it is, it's just yeah. you get, you get right back into it. It's like you never left. And you just, you feel right at home. It's so humbling to be back.
0: <laughs> oh good. I'm, I'm so yeah. happy for you guys. It's re- yeah.
1: exciting to hear everybody's
0: all in the, in the same space
1: yeah that's, we're happy to be back <laughs> that's
0: for yeah, sure yeah yeah and it sounds like we're at a stage now where it'll stay that way so i hope so I yeah hope
1: so <laughs> yeah
0: um so then uh so abigail inkpen is my my hairstylist who yes! i love abby she's so amazing um and i remember her telling me about how much time it took to do your hair for legally blonde. And that was another note that I wrote
1: down. I was like, I got to ask about the hair. Yes. Can you tell me yes. about that? Yes, I can absolutely tell you about it. So, I'll start with the night before opening night. We it was our first kind of hair night, you know. Abby was like, "Okay, I have to do what stage managers, what the team wants me to do, even though I told her it was like, Abby, to get the look that I know that everybody wants. For lack of a better word, you have to do it my way. (laughs) Because I know know my hair. I have very fine hair, Mm. but it doesn't hold a curl. And so they started off, you know, with really loose beachy waves with hair extensions in there to give a nice full look. But it fell flat within probably 20 minutes. And honestly, I kind of looked like a hooker. (laughs) it was it was dry and flat, and I'm looking at pictures, and I'm like, oh gosh, I look like trash. <laughs> so then I told her, I said, you need to go all full Shirley Temple on me. My hair shrinks about seven inches, but by the time show starts, it will have fallen enough where it's a beautiful little curl that has eight pounds of hairspray in it. And by the end of the show, it's a completely different hair hair look because it just goes down even more, but it at least doesn't look like a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite the message. That's legally yeah, it's not the message I think they were going for. But yeah, that's the story of the hair. I went in and she did a quarter, a quarter inch barrel, little Shirley Temple rolls like little tiny tootsie rolls just one by one and then we brushed it out fluffed it up and it, it just it was right where it needed to be
0: <laughs> so how many hours did that take every time
1: probably a good hour if i were just to do it the, myself just for the hair yeah just if for I were the to curl do it
0: myself, or so or for like the whole the whole oh my word
1: yeah probably over an hour once you once we let it set because once you can't brush out hot curls otherwise it doesn't work you need to let them cool a little bit before you kind of play with them a little bit so you know in that time I got my makeup done did a little bit of a mic check. So were are there like I said earlier uh, you've been
0: in so many different things which is amazing um, has there ever been other roles that took you a long time to get ready in the same oh, way?
1: Um. Yes almost Oh no. <laughs> um yes, I would say my my That's makeup awesome. takes quite a long time. Not a long time, but I'm I'm a perfectionist. I have a very precise way of doing things and I need to do it in like a certain order, a little OCD in that sense. I would say girls like that did take me quite a while. It not as long as in terms of the hair, but as I I did space buns for that show, um but it involved putting in hair extensions to cuz I have really thin hair, so it made my hair look a little bit fuller. I had never done space buns before that show. So kind of learning as I go and do them, it was a process. And then my eyebrows alone, goodness, that was a, that's a journey. That's probably like a 45 minute (laughs) journey on its own. And then you throw in the eyes and all that good stuff. But, but yeah, I'd say like all, a lot of my shows, I take a lot of time to look after how I look, but, I would say, you know, two, two and a half hours is a pretty good minimum. Chunk of time. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. both hair and makeup. I usually do both myself. Oh, do you? Both hair and makeup. Yeah, nine times out of ten, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, especially, like you said, you know your own hair. You know what you yeah. need to do with it. And yeah. if you've got it, like, makeup is kind of a a grand mystery to me. So... I can understand if you have a certain way you want to do it and a certain way that you feel comfortable in it and maybe not necessarily trusting other people to do it as well as you would do it. I could see
1: that. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I've had had that unfortunate um, uh, experience of looking like a panda on stage because I wasn't given the option to do my own makeup, but that's that. that.
0: You got to feel comfortable. You got to feel like your character.
1: Yeah, exactly. It
0: it makes sense to me. I I am delighted if someone else wants to do it for me. I'm like, please, whatever you need me to do, I'll go limp and or I'll (laughs) sing for you, like compliment, whatever you need, please do it for me. But I can totally (laughs) understand. If you've got a certain way. <laughs> so you girls all did was, did everybody do their own hair and stuff for, for
1: girls? Like it's girls like that. I said girls like us before to correct myself. Girls like that. Yep. Yep. Everybody did their own hair and makeup. There was no team. It was just us. And we all kind of, we were able to build our own characters. Wow. And we all had specific uniforms that we wore. Um, and we all wanted to make sure that our uniforms kind of was reflected in our character and that kind of went hand in hand with our hair and makeup as well. So I was kind of like the, like you said, I was the fun and spunky one. So yeah, I had these really cute space buns and then, but there was like the posh popular girl. She had just this slick back, like a sock bun. So it kind of, it was to each their own, but we wanted to all be different, but still to our character, which was really fun to create.
0: (laughs) So how did you go about creating your own characters?
1: So what's really interesting about the girls like that script is that there's no set dialogue in terms of characters. It's literally it looks just like a book. And what the director does is they assign each role, each line. Oh and wow! It's really interesting to look at. Um, and so what Henry did was I it was a cast of seven, but the cast could have been you know like six to twenty and divvied it up that way. But what she did was she went in and she found corresponding lines that matched one particular character and went from there and we each got like a letter. So we got to name our own characters. My character's name was Dylan, because I got the letter D. And then we built our characters from the lines that we had. So it was a really fun journey, something that a lot of people don't get to do. Because usually when you get a character, hey, that's your character. I'm, I'm Elle Woods. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a heartbroken girl going to law school to fight back for her love and then on the way finds something else. Now here I'm Dylan and I get to build exactly what I want, (laughs) right? It's really cool.
0: That's really unique. And I feel like you would end up being so much more in that character because you got to build it.
1: Absolutely. One of the processes that I did was I went through each line and I figured out, okay, what does Dylan like to do? What is her backstory? What is the relationship with her parents? You know, what kind of persona does she play? Like she was a more in-depth character than you would think. You know, she has this bubbly persona, but then there's some dialogue where it's just like, you know, she's like, no, this is all fake. She, she cuts it all out and she's like, no, this is how it is. But then she goes right back to being who she is. And it's just a great way to see the character build. Yeah. So you, you <laughs> created those questions questions for yourself
0: it wasn't something that henry had had she just kind of gave you guys free reign to to
1: just do it as you saw fit kind of yeah and i i had a lot of fun doing it which is why i went and proceeded to do it because i wanted to know as much about this character as i could because then there was little things that i did later in the show that corresponded with past lines and if you really, really paid attention. You could have caught those little things and it was almost like those, it was deliberately done. Mm -hmm. Like for example, I made this backstory that I was best friends with Julie, who was the kind of girl whose picture got sent out, that I was like her best friend as a kid. I then as a, a teenager, a line that she said was, you know, I never really understood the high five. I tried it out once with my best friend when I was little, but it just never really stuck. And then there was the flashback scenes where I did the high five with Julie and she was like, I don't get it. I'm like, eh, it's fine. Oh. So there was just like those little lines that were really cool to kind of dissect. And that's depth that
0: the people in the audience probably don't necessarily pick up on it, but yeah. they would if they weren't there because it creates yeah. complexity in the show. And yeah. did, did you see it as an opportunity to kind of bring yourself into the role? Or were you excited to create something completely different?
1: One thing that I found and I still find is that I'm typecasted a lot for that exact personality that you described you at do the very it beginning. so well. I say <laughs> that. I'm very like a hyper high energy, you know, bubbly personality. So I was able to bring a lot of that into it because that those were the lines that I was assigned because I can play that comedic female part which is what I love to do. But I was also given the opportunity to bring it down and have a little bit more of those serious moments. Which I can like, you know, as a person, I can be that person as well. So not to say that, you know, I'm only one person, but <laughs> I can definitely do both.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. So that it was an opportunity to kind yeah. of have some depth, but also have that yeah. classic side of you. Does that does yeah. that bother
1: you being typecast or is it something that you kind of like? No, it's I. It's not that it bothers me or it doesn't not bother me. I find, you know, I was, I kind of put myself in a box auditioning for particular characters, but I also know that I can do other characters as well. It's, I'm just almost waiting for the opportunity to show that I can do other characters that aren't Portia, like in Something Rotten or Elwood's in Legally Blonde. Those characters, they're they're very bubbly and whatnot. But I can do other things as well. So,
0: <laughs> so what would that look like? What what's the ideal role that you could step well, into or that you'd hope to step into?
1: One that comes to mind is Jenna from Waitress. I don't know if you know the show, but it's based off of a movie and it's about this girl who's kind of like an emotionally abusive relationship, um, and she ends up, you know, getting pregnant, and then you know she she kind of has a little bit of an affair and then but you know she's struggling to find herself and get out of a certain that certain type of relationship and just kind of be a better person for herself and she has this beautiful beautiful song that Sarah Bareilles she wrote the whole show that she wrote called she used to be mine and it's just the person that she wants to be and she wishes she could be but it's so hard with the circumstances that have been given to her and you know, you listen to those lyrics and they absolutely break your heart. And I think, you know, we can find, everybody can find a little bit, you know, something relatable to it. It's it's something I would, I wish I could one day perform and, and do just to show something a little bit different. Because I think I do have that ability to expand. It's just waiting for the opportunity. Not that it hasn't been given, but in just waiting for the a particular right one. Point. Yeah, exactly. That exactly. makes sense. Do what you know best until yeah. something
0: comes <laughs> along. So is that yeah. the only one that you're hoping for? or are there, are there, cause that, that, so that's a musical?
1: Yes, yes, Waitress the Musical. I actually, I wrote down like a couple of like dream roles and some of them like are on the same side as like the bubbly, but there's some that are a little bit more serious. There's Zoe Murphy from Dear Evan Hansen. She is the sister of a brother who had just committed suicide. She's, she's at a different level of struggle. She's not the bright and bubbly. Um, she's just kind of, you know, trying to get by now everybody you know wants to be her friend because she's you know the sister of the dead kid right mm-hmm. so it's a different type of level but that's just one particular one that comes to mind but yeah
0: <laughs> tell, tell me the list go for it I'm glad I love that okay. you wrote a little right. list
1: <laughs> I did because I wasn't I wasn't sure what you were gonna ask so I was like okay I have like you know I have my whole little resume here oh all my and so cutie in cutie cutie and then I wrote down some other stuff so like Uh dream roles for me I'll list them off so Glinda from Wicked number one top of the list and then in no particular order uh, Anastasia from Anastasia Uh, Draco Malfoy which will never happen because it's from a Harry Potter musical and the list I don't even think the the rights are you know existent Natalie from Next to Normal which is another one she's spunky but she still has like that kind of dark comedy to her which i would love to do uh, again jenna from waitress zoe dear evan hansen a little trio fiona gingy and pinocchio from shrek i think i could pull off all of them uh janice mosher from come from away a hundred percent anne boleyn from six the musical eliza from hamilton is just like you know that dream role that you know you can never do because it's like four a person of color, but I absolutely love the part and the story that she tells and the music that she sings. So, you know, if it was a cabaret, that would be perfect. And then two of my gender bend dream roles, and this, it will happen. I'm destined to make it happen. I will not rest until I am LeFou in Beauty and the Beast. I will not rest. <laughs> there is fire <laughs> I in your eyes. I
0: could, there, There's like a little bit of crazy in your eyes right now and you say it. I love it. <laughs>
1: There, it's it's been a dream for so long I auditioned for LeFou back in 2016 when uh, in the uh, Imperial theater did. Beauty and the Beast, I wasn't like really well known in the community then. People didn't really know what I was capable of. I think if we were to audition for it now, I would have a really strong chance of at least getting a call back. Back then though, I was like, you know, a silly girl, of course. <laughs> um, and then there's a character named Michael in a musical called Be More Chill. And he's the best friend, he's the sidekick. He's just a, he's a great character and I find a lot relatable and likable about him that I would love the chance to portray whether it's as a full show, finding a way to sneak me in there, or if it's a cabaret and doing one of his songs, I would absolutely love that.
0: That's a super cool thing, uh, learning about the cabarets, that they, they do genuinely try to incorporate some gender bending and and other opportunities where you get to sing a song that maybe you would never get cast in. I think that's fantastic. Exactly. So you get to live that fantasy. I, just the intensity in your eyes when you, <laughs> you talking about
1: that role. It made me wonder do you have like a, a process for yourself for auditioning? The audition process It sometimes for me it depends on what the requirements are, whether it's you know, you need to sing a song only from the show from the character you're auditioning for, or is it okay, you prepare X amount of bars from any song of your choice? For me it just depends on those particular requirements and then i go from there <laughs> see what you know what the character calls for what sort of range needs to be shown what sort of character needs to be shown whether it's a little bit more serious a little bit more bubbly you know if it's a little bit more soprano voice rather than you know alto and kind of chesty with, or light and squeaky <laughs> just kind of depends on the part and the show and the requirements for me
0: do you have any go-to songs or monologues that you, you lean on when there's a little more flexibility?
1: In terms of songs, as a kid, my go-to audition song every single time was Part of Your World from Little Mermaid. Oh,
0: yes. Um, That's my shower song. That's, I got to sing that song like every day getting ready for work. Love it.
1: Yeah. Um, throughout the years, I've kind of built my like a little bit of a repertoire of songs that I'm comfortable with and that kind of show a different sort of range. Mm -hmm. For example, like the, when I auditioned for Portia, it was to audition with both a song from the show and an additional song. So I did forget about the boy from Thoroughly Modern Millie. But I can also, you know, do a little bit of Cosette from Les Mis. Uh, Home from Beauty and the Beast is one that I have really grown to just like put a lot of myself into it. And it's not a song I would typically do. But I've just, I've done it a few times and I've really like put the process in that, wow, this song is a really great audition song for Mm -hmm. me. For you. So that's something that will be definitely at the top of my books, probably for a long time until I can't sing it.
0: (laughs) That makes me wonder too, because you do have an absolutely gorgeous voice. Do you, you, do you take lessons or is it just something that comes
1: naturally? It's something that has really come naturally to me ever since a kid, ever since I was a kid, I started, you know, I was in in the school choir, I auditioned for the show choir. And I was like the one kid that didn't get in. Um, I was We did a show, I think it was in grade four, grade five, where I got the main solo. My mom didn't even know. And so she's recording, you know, the show with her camcorder uh, (laughs) back in like the 90s. And here I am. She's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she's singing. Why is she singing? She sounds good. (laughs) Exactly. So no, it's just something that's always been very natural to me. I've taken very few, I wouldn't say, yes, lessons, but not. You know, I'm not, I don't do festivals or anything like that. If I find myself needing a little bit of work for one particular character and a song or something like that, I'll reach out to somebody and be like, hey, I need, I need some guidance. I need somebody to tell me what to do. And then, you know, just kind of get that in my head. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. Okay, bye. (laughs) Well,
0: that's great. That's, that's kind of amazing, actually, that you just, it's just something that comes naturally. Um, Yeah. So then you've had all this amazing experience on stage and, you know, like vast experience, kind of all different genres and and all of that. Do you and forgive me, perhaps you already have. And I just showed me your resume. (laughs) Like, forgive me if you if you have done backstage stuff and I'm just not aware of it. uh, Is
1: that something that you're interested in as well? Um, I definitely prefer being on stage, but something or to do something backstage is something that I've always appreciated and loved to do depending on the environment. You know, I started off at Hidden Talents as a kid. I was in the camp for four years and then I proceeded to teach the kids, I think for an additional five years where, you know, I did a lot of the props backstage. I did stage lighting, assistant stage manager, and stuff like that. So I really do love that kind of stuff, but it also goes hand in hand in being a control freak. (laughs) I like things done a certain way, but yeah, I definitely have done lots of behind the scenes in terms of that. I've done set pieces. I did some of the set for Oliver. Um, I did like the moving of the set for the youth group when they did Peter Pan. I've done hair and makeup for certain shows. I even like I've bartended once or twice at the theater. So it's it's just the environment that I love. I'm not like particularly too picky in terms of what I do. It's just I love being there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, doing it all. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I think anyone who is passionate about the theater, just being in there, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. You feel connected and like you're, you're where you're supposed to be. Absolutely. Which is, I know it's, it's been hard on everybody being away from it and finally being able to come back. It just feels like such a homecoming, which is
1: absolutely, is great. There's a quote that I've heard. I heard a long time ago. I don't remember who said it, but I think it was on somebody's Instagram page when it was, like, International Theatre Day. And it was, I found the theatre and, and I found my home. Um,
0: so I, I, uh, I lost my train of, like, I had, like, ten thoughts. That's why I try to write stuff down, because we get an internet <laughs> issue, and then I'm like, what? What? Was there anything? So let's just open this up, then. Uh, do you have any funny stories from, like, maybe... Uh like wardrobe malfunctions or maybe a time you missed a line or forgot a line or something like that. <laughs> Look on your face. Do I
1: ever? Oh my gosh, Can't which wait. one you want first? All of them. <laughs> okay. wardrobe malfunction. I don't think I've had many, but the one that comes to mind is the legally blonde school matinee or school morning show. Okay? So it's in front of a whole bunch of teenagers teenage boys teenage girls it's wonderful Uh, it was when al she's at the very top of the stairs and she is in her robe she's all depressed warner just broke up with her and then you know she's reading these magazines and she's like oh i can do i can do exactly what vivian's doing i can go to law school bang 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 she takes off her robe she has this cute little like golf dress thing underneath Little did I know it was tucked into my shorts. Oh, oh. So I'm walking down the stairs. Everyone, everyone can see. And next thing I know, I have my three friends, Liv, Charlotte and Evie, like walking around me. And I just felt a slap on my leg. And I'm like, what was that? And it was Liv. She scooped the dress out of my shorts so it wasn't all tucked in. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I didn't know what it was at first. I'm like, girl, can I help you? Yeah, <laughs> Just giving you a little smack <laughs> on the bum. Well, <laughs> little, 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 little smear. And then, so that's, that's that one. And then terrible, horrifying moment for me in terms of, you know, forgetting a line. I don't normally forget lines. This was at WODL, oh, the no. Western Ontario Drama League Festival, when we went to Guelph. girls like that. You know, this is this is crunch time. The judge is there and it's gonna tell you if you're good enough to go to theater Ontario. I'm in the middle of my monologue and it's the not only longest, but in my opinion, it was the hardest monologue in the show. I had to portray almost four different voices. A narrating kind of voice, the voice of the character of the main girl that I was playing, the voice of the male brother who was portrayed by Emma and the voice of the flapper girl who was portrayed by Kira. So four different voices, long story short, I'm rambling, 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 and then I just stop. And I'm like, I'm like, oh no. And I just, I just completely froze. I looked out like in the audience and they're like, what is she doing? And I'm like, there's people that I don't even know judging me and I was like, oh no. I remember I turned around very slowly in a circle and I put my hands on my head and I just, whispered and I you could probably hear it if there was a recording and it just says and you could just hear me saying don't cry don't cry don't cry (laughs) and I'm like I look at Emma and I like I try to grab her hand I'm like I don't know what to do she's like trying to mouth the words to me and I'm like I don't know what you're saying and I'm just I'm completely falling apart and then Emma she breaks it she just says the line because it was the line I was about to say for her Mm -hmm. which was job and then they had a little bit of a banter they went back and forth and I'm like trying to just catch my breath and then I picked it up and then I kept going and I didn't stop and it was it was done it was one of the most horrifying moments of my life because then we're on stage for the the rest of the show that was the first monologue of the show intermission comes and I'm already bawling my eyes out like finally able to snap out of the character and get back into reality and just realize I just completely screwed us out of winning. Little did I know that we were gonna get 13 awards. I was just gonna say, I don't think so, but I could
0: see how that weight would fall on you. Cause it's one thing if you're doing a monologue and it's just you, but that's a lot Mm -hmm. of pressure. Like you are carrying the scene for other people. So I could see it wouldn't be hard to get in your own head. But really, oh. that is something that we can rely on each other for, because we all yeah. have that pressure yeah. in some way or another, that we have to be there for each other, because it could just as easily be be yourself the next time. So Absolutely. But oh my gosh, you poor little thing. That must yeah. have been but awful. But I thought
1: it kind of went hand in hand with the moral of the story though which is what I thought was really beautiful about it was you know us girls need to stick together and that's exactly what they did they pulled through for me until I was able to get back up on my feet and then we crushed it
0: (laughs) no kidding you crushed it like absolutely
1: that's an understatement okay more stories (laughs) there was also a situation in Oliver where I was just like to It was like something to do with Jack Brolick's, his hat. I landed up grabbing his hat as the artful Dodger and I had to get it to him. And, but I couldn't because the, the stage doors, which was on like the stage right in the middle where the orchestra was, because the orchestra was on stage, you couldn't pass them because you would be able to see me running. I was like, mouthing to him from across the stage, like, no, stay there, I will come to you. Little did I know we're both running down the stairs and then we completely clashed. His knee left the biggest dent in my leg and I had a bruise, I kid you not, probably five inches wide. And it was like, you could feel the dent in the tissue of my leg and it was awful. (laughs) Oh, and here's another one. <laughs> I played Scuttle in The Little Mermaid. And so I was the bird. And I had these weird little slippery like feet. It was like, you know, just with like a little like r- elastic slingback. And I had my famous rock. It was my rock. Scuttle got to climb on it and get entered and pulled off and what whatnot. There was two steps. And then there was like kind of like a, a platform that, you know, you were able to kind of stand your ground on. I accidentally, going up one of the steps, pretty much took off the entire top of my foot. <sighs> and here I am, <laughs> doing my song, Human Stuff, which is very feet heavy because it's like, oh, a bird's oh, dancing, no, That's, your oh, no. No. and it's all bloody. Oh, it's no. just soaking into the, no. and all these little kids are like, ah! <laughs>
0: You're trying to be happy and dancing. I'm like oh, it's no. fine, everything's <laughs> fine. Right. Yeah, so
1: that that was one
0: too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, so then I, I wrote a little note here about because you had said I don't normally forget lines, and again I think in that circumstance, being carrying the scene for all four people, like or mm-hmm. uh, however many people it was, that stress any that could get to anybody for sure. But uh, do you? Do you have a process for learning lines?
1: Not really. It's just, for me, it's just keep it repetitive, keep it consistent. Try not to, you know, ad-lib some people, you know, they try to make it sound a little bit more natural by throwing in, you know, little words here and there that aren't there. It's easier for me to look at the page and just just keep reciting it as it is because that way it's the same every single time. And for me, it's just keeping keeping it repetitive and
0: hoping for the best. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a whole lot of practice and hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll bring it to, like, I'll bring my lines to work and I'll just read them over and over. And, you know, I'll practice with friends. I'll practice, you know, I one time uh, took my scripts to a nail salon while they were doing my toes and I just sat there with my script. <laughs> Wherever you can, I mean.
0: You got uh, yes. to do what you got yeah, everybody yeah. has a, somewhat of a process, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's very personal. It, it's yeah. interesting to me that you say you're not really an ad lib kind of person because you you strike me as somebody who, per, to me, you're very funny. And oh, thank you. I, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, like no. I, so so improv is not something you would ha- you would say is in your repertoire.
1: I believe that comedy is in my repertoire. I believe improv not so much it's hard for me to think on my feet in in that kind of particular situation if i'm having a conversation with somebody i can i can whip out things like it's nothing if you put an audience in front of me in in that kind of scenario, I'm like, I don't know what's funny. <laughs> what, is, what is funny? <laughs> I was like, I was on the improv team in high school and everything. I just went pretty much for the t-shirt. Cause I couldn't <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that comes from,
0: you know, the, the, the perfectionism side that is most likely. Yeah, it's that pressure of, of being in public and, and feeling most like you likely. need to, deliver a certain level of something that
1: absolutely i think so just cuz i have such i have standards for myself when it comes to performing and if i'm less than perfect it's not good enough <laughs> so i i always want to make sure i'm putting out 120% whereas sometimes you don't get that with improv you don't know what's going to land you don't know the audience you have you don't know you know what the other people are thinking and it's it's sometimes it's just always been a little bit difficult for me. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Like if it's that game where it's like a reporter, you have to guess like who um, who they are and what they're announcing. Okay, I can pull out the questions because I can always do like accents yeah. and like I'll like read a Skeeter from Harry Potter, but that's fine. Cause then I have time to think about my question and what I'm going to do. If I was the person on the receiving end, I'd be like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Well, that's it. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Well, that's interesting to me, and I like it, but it makes sense if, if you have that perfectionism side, yeah. Uh, okay, definitely fight it though, sister, because you're, you're hilarious. So, you know, thank you. you. Definitely, I think you could pull it off, so you should give yourself more thank credit. You. Believe it or not, though, we are we are rounding down to that time of the hour. Okay. I it always goes by so fast, but I we've got about 10 minutes um okay I want to give the floor to you if there's anything you know uh anything you (laughs) want to bring awareness to uh you want to tell me more about your cat I mean whatever you want sister
1: (laughs) this is completely open forum um nothing like specifically comes to mind it's I don't know I just I just love what I do and I hope other people come out for the theater and have as great of a time as I do because it's a great community that we have and it's always nice to see new faces, and yeah, I don't know. It's like, do you want me to read off my resume? I can do that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I There's mean,
0: lots on it. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you make the theater fun, though, so, and, and I, I'm, I'm excited to, I hope you get those opportunities to do those roles that show off that other side. Like, I hope when you get cast in one of those roles that you send me, like, a little message on Facebook, like, girl?
1: We yeah, made it. It's did. happening.
0: It's happening. <laughs> I'd be happy to like run lines with you and stuff because uh, I'd be there oh, for it. I think that I, I look awesome. forward to it. Um, Hopefully, the day will come soon. <laughs> yes, I, I. The tenacity in your eyes when you when you talk about things that you want, I I believe that it will. <laughs> well, thank a you. A little crazy. A little. Cra- <laughs> I love it. Um, thank you, and Kitty. It, it it makes my heart so happy. I wish. Um, for, for those who are listening, uh, it's from one cat mama to another, to be able to watch someone else's fur baby interrupt your speech and walk in front of the, the camera and yes. all of that kind of stuff, it's, it's throwing nice. Throwing treats. Is that what
1: you're doing? I wondered. <laughs> that's I'm, what I'm doing. I'm throwing treats, keeping them occupied. That is smart.
0: Too funny. I wasn't sure what that was, but that's, that's yeah. awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I'm so flattered oh, no. that you were willing.
1: I was so excited you asked me I, I've been listening and then you added me on Facebook like, I'm like it's good. <laughs> I'm such a chicken I've been leaning so
0: heavily on on speaking to the people that I've worked with because it's comfortable for me I'm actually not yeah, super I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert uh and can be kind of shy so stepping out of my box and and uh and approaching someone like yourself I was like sweating and like oh, no. pep talking like you can do it just just you know send nice that, i swear yeah and like send that facebook message there's not any more of a passive way to get in touch with someone than a, a facebook message but but yeah anyway thank you thank you so much so very welcome thank you so much for having me i've been looking forward to it like all week Yay, <laughs> me too okay lady And well, <sighs> en- enjoy your evening and hopefully we'll chat again soon sounds good come
1: see something rotten yes Hello. yes <laughs> my plug there you go
0: i'll put the links there in the go. in the show notes and stuff
1: yeah it's in the bio down below yeah you got it <laughs> okay see you later
0: okay kids that's all for today next week's guest is the hilarious and down-to-earth shauna nellis see you then